0: No mortal alive had ever seen a spindle. Echoes of them lingered in places remembered or forgotten, in people touched by magic, in creatures descendant of other realms. But no spindle had burned in an age. The last of them was a thousand years gone. The passages closed, the gates locked. The age of crossing ended. Allward was a realm alone, and it must stay that way, Andrew Trelland thought, for the good of us all. In the foothills of the great mountains of Alward, surrounded by heroes and immortals, Andri certainly felt the gods around him. Who else could have sent a squire on such a path? The son of a foreign noblewoman and a lone knight, heir to no castles, blood to no king. I will not be that boy tomorrow when all this is done. That's a quote from Realm Breaker by Victoria Aveyard. This is YA Book Chat, and I'm your host, Leah Stuller.
1: Hi, I'm Michael. I'm Barbara. And I'm Lauren. We are the hosts of Badass Literature Society, a book review podcast where we take book recommendations from listeners like you, read them, and then discuss them on our show.
2: Join us once a month as
0: we dive into the books you picked and talk about them.
2: And don't miss our bonus episodes covering all sorts of random bookish topics that come out in between reviews.
0: Don't worry, if you want to read one of the books, the first part of each episode is designated spoiler-free, so you can listen and
2: see
1: if you'd like to read it, and then come back and listen to the rest later.
2: You can find Badass Literature Society on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, and anywhere else you like to listen.
1: Now, back to the show.
0: Hey everyone. Welcome to another episode of YA Book Chat. I am so glad you are here and you are listening. Thank you so much. Thank you to my Patreon members for your continued support. I really appreciate it. I am really excited today to bring you the book Realm Breaker by Victoria Aveyard. As you guys know, I absolutely love Victoria Aveyard. Huge fan of hers. I covered her entire Red Queen series and I mentioned her in... Probably far too many episodes to count. So, um, I am very excited to, of course, be hitting up her next book that she is doing. And uh, I have some very special guests with me. Today, I have Michael and Barbara from the Badass Literature Society. Hey guys, welcome to YA Book Chat. Thank you for having us.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to be here.
0: I am very excited to have you guys here. Well, why don't you guys uh, go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about your podcast?
1: Sure. Yeah. So um, like you said, our podcast name is the Badass Literature Society, uh, and we uh, take listener recommendations uh, via social media. So we ask them what they want to hear us talk about. Uh, they provide a book. We read it um, and do uh, our outlines kind of similar to yours. We do a spoiler free first half and then a uh, full of spoilers discussion of the book in the second half and end up reviewing all sorts of genres. But uh, somehow always find our way coming back to, uh, to fantasy.
0: Nice. So what happens if somebody, that's pretty risky, like letting other people recommend books to you. What happens if you don't, neither one of you like the book?
1: (laughs)
2: That's actually a really
1: good question. Um, Yeah, it is a good question. So there have definitely been some recommendations where going into it, I was like, "Mm, this does not sound like my type of book, but there's nothing we've read that I've hated. Um, And I think that I'm not unhappy that I've read some of the books that I have read because I, there's probably ones I wouldn't have picked up on my own. Um, And so in some ways, I guess they're expanding my my literary horizons, reading some stuff I normally wouldn't. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's so so far it hasn't been bad.
2: (laughs) No, I mean, in between the three of us, I feel like we get a good mix of different books because uh, Lauren, Michael's sister, doesn't isn't really into fantasy or high fantasy mm. like Michael and I are. So sometimes we get more of her books
0: and that's the ones that Michael is always like, oh, I don't know about. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you've never uh, had any books that you've like hated or anything. I definitely have been asked to cover certain books, like review them by somebody. And I got it and started reading it and was like, oh, I really don't like this. I can't do it. And I, like, I had to go back to the person and say, I'm really sorry. This just isn't my cup of tea. Like, I just don't think I can cover it, you know, cause, cause I try to only cover books that I like because I don't want to speak negatively about the authors and their stories. Cause I know it's so much work, you know? And so um, I don't want to bash anybody. So, but it is hard when you have to go back and tell somebody, I'm not really gelling with this, you know, I'm sorry. I can't review it for you. Cause I know that like yeah. that's so important too for them. Sometimes it happens, I guess. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. <I've, laughs> we've run into that where we had to be a little honest with our opinions. I don't know how they took it, but we have run into that issue.
0: <laughs> well, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's part Part of the
2: trade, right? If you give us a book to uh, read, we're going to give our honest opinions on it,
0: unless you tell us not to. (laughs) That is very true. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm excited to have you both here to talk about this book with me. Um, I wanted to cover Realm Breaker for a while. It came out in like May, I think. So, I mean, I'm only, it's only three months later, so it's fine. It's not too bad. (laughs) All right, so I'm just going to give everybody a quick spoiler-free plot overview, and then we'll chat about it. So, Realmbreaker. A strange darkness grows in Allward, and even Corain can feel it. She can feel it tucked away in her small town at the edge of the sea, but she soon discovers the truth that she is actually the last of an ancient lineage and the last hope to save the world from destruction. But fortunately for her, she is not going to be alone in her quest. She is joined by a group of very unlikely heroes. We have Andri, who is a squire, forced to choose between being at home and helping his mother and his honor. We have Democrian, who is an immortal, and he is avenging a broken promise that he made to someone. Sarosa, who's an assassin, very, uh, who's been exiled. She's also very bloodthirsty. We have Veltic, who is this ancient, quirky, crazy sorceress who likes to speak in riddles. And we have Charlie, who's a forger can forge all kinds of documents, but uh, he's also got a secret past. And then we have Sigil, who's a bounty hunter, uh, with a very big score to settle. So together, uh, all of them stand against a very vicious opponent who is invincible and determined to burn all of the kingdoms to ash. And they also have to stand against an army unlike anything that they have ever seen before. So they have a very big task ahead of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Needless to say. <laughs> All right. So, um, what did you guys think about this book? Give me some of your kind of overall spoiler-free thoughts.
1: So, I I love the book. Um, I, I there's not a lot of not a lot of bad things to say about it from my perspective. Coming into it, um, I was actually not familiar with the, the the book until until you had actually reached out, Leah, and, and we're looking for uh, for somebody to to read it with you. Uh, and I read I read the description. And I was like, oh wow, this sounds like ex- like exactly what we love to read. So I was super excited to jump on it and it didn't disappoint uh it's uh i I love fantasy it's very much a high fantasy book um it it, to me it felt like it was kind of her love letter to tolkien um it's Mm -hmm. got a very lord of the rings adventure gather the party together and uh go on this huge quest feel um and i i really liked it the characters were great the story was great it was it was all good
2: yeah, def- definitely have to agree with Michael on that one. I really enjoyed it as well. I'm a little familiar with the author, Victoria, but I, I haven't actually finished her Red Queen series yet, uh, which is a shame on me. I'm so bad at that. Um, but when Michael read this one to me, he's like, hey, you in? I'm like, oh, yeah, totally sounds really good. And I really enjoyed the characters and the plot I feel like maybe someone who's not really into high fantasy might struggle a little bit because it, I think it's very character driven but the way that she wrote the characters, she did a really good job plus the world building that she did is very immersive and it feels very lived in uh, anywhere she drops you in the story you feel like you can like she painted a beautiful picture for me so the world building to me was spot on and I feel like a lot of fantasy novels struggle with that because sometimes it's too much where you've, as a reader, you're like, okay, let's like, let's go. And I never felt that with this one.
0: Yeah, no, I agree completely. Um, She is definitely um, um, an expert at world building. You know, I feel like between her... Uh, Red Queen series and this, like, it is just very clear what all of her worlds are like, you know, she lays them out very explicitly. Um, she has very helpful maps in the book too, which is great because (laughs) I definitely needed it while I was reading, Uh, you know, had to go back and refer to it quite a few times as, as uh, Corian and her group kind of travel throughout the realm Mm -hmm. and go to different places. But it's, again, it's great that she thought to do that and has that map that's included. Like that is, and it's so extremely detailed too, which is, I mean, That's how her world building is. It's just very detailed. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree too about the characters. They are so fun. They are fantastic. Like, they're all really strong in their own way. They all have these really great backstories. Like, nobody is a shallow character. You know, they've all got something more going on between the, yep they have something more <laughs> going on underneath we're gonna try that word <laughs> underneath the surface um so there's a lot there um she also has the character of that reminds me of farley from red queen um who's just very like sarcastic and snarky and uh, yes I, I am a sucker for those kind of characters. I don't know what Same it is. Same here.
2: I, what I just, is it, Leo? What is know. it with these characters that draws us in? I love them too. They're oh my like gosh. my favorite. <laughs> like, have you
0: read Gods and Monsters? I have not. Oh, okay. Cause like Lou from God's and God's and monsters, the main character, she is so Mm -hmm. snarky. Like you would probably really like it. I need to read it then. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it is. I just have this thing for like characters who are really snarky and have these great comebacks (laughs) and witty banter. It's just a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, And then, I mean, you can't go wrong with like a kooky sorceress, you know? Like Baltic was seriously right. one of my favorite characters.
1: She was great.
2: I, I loved how all of them kind of like would answer in unison, in unison when like they're like, "Who's her?" And They're like, "Don't worry about it. Like <laughs> she's just along with for
0: the ride. <laughs> she's just the crazy aunt who stays with us, you know. Like she's the crazy just right. leave her low.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> just kind of off to the side." Um, I love too that she, how she created the, the spindles. Okay. I'm going to be totally honest here is I'm probably going to sound stupid right about now, but here we go. Okay. So when I first started reading it, I was like spindles. When I hear the word spindle, it makes me think of like a spinning wheel, you know? Like Sleeping Beauty over mm-hmm, the spinning mm-hmm. wheel. And um, and so I kept on picturing that at first. And then I was like, no, wait, it's a portal to a different realm. Like that's not, that's not what it is. It's just the word, you know, kind of got me caught up a little bit.
2: Yeah. But I definitely pictured it as like I don't even know, like you said, like a little portal of some sort. So it's it's I'm curious to know if anyone's drawn what the spindle actually is supposed to look like.
1: Cause this is definitely a conversation that we had to, when we finished mm-hmm. the book uh, was cause we also Barbara's first thought was the same thing as yours, which is the sleeping beauty, like the large spindle. And after looking a little bit online, I think maybe it looked more like a, what they call a drop spindle, which is a little bit like a totally different design that looks more like it could be the way that she described it. I kind of imagined it like a miniature, like the Washington monument, like a smaller version of that with like the, the thread part in the middle. Um, that's a very poor description, but, but that, that's kind of, that's kind of how I imagine the spindles look when I was reading it.
0: I'm just, you know, I've seen so many like sci-fi movies and stuff. I just envisioned like when I was like, Oh, okay. It's a portal to another realm. I just envisioned this like, you know, cloud, like spinning <laughs> swirling thing because yeah. that's where my sci-fi brain goes. But I don't know. Yeah. That, that was like the one thing that I kind of just had a little bit of hard time picturing. Um, But everything else, you know, but but the spindles are great because we have these like fantastical crazy creatures from the other realms that come out of them. And this army that, you know, one of our characters brings forth and you're like, what is happening right now? Who are these characters and these? (laughs) So I love, too, that she there's kind of kind of. Not totally, but kind of a little tiny bit of a hint at like a possible love story, but it doesn't take over the plot line at all. You know, this isn't a love story with a plot in the background. It's kind of like very minimalistic. Like I'm curious to see what's going to happen in the next book. So we'll see how that goes.
2: That's what I was thinking too. I think that was Michael's favorite part.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love a good, you know, love story when it's built into the story, but I don't like it so much in these kind of books when it's, when it becomes the main focus and it pulls away from, you know, the, the quest or the adventure or whatever it is they're doing. And like you said, I thought you did a really good job kind of minimizing it. Like it was there, it was present. We were kind of hinted hints, at it a little bit. Hints, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Curious to know just like you, uh, where these little hints are going to go.
0: Yeah. Cause it was very small. Um, Whereas in Red Queen, like in the first book, there was, it was a very much bigger love story right away. So, um, so this is different for her. (laughs) So it's really interesting. I also like how we have this kind of mysterious, like God-like creature that they just call what weight. Right. And I'm like, like, she just weaves so much mystery around it. You really have no idea who this or like what this, what weights is. I'm like, is this like a weird kind of creature? Is it like, just like a God and like human form? Like, what is this thing? It's so mysterious. And I like, she has really piqued my interest. I'm really curious to see what's going to happen in the next book as far as that's concerned. And like, who is this? I don't know. Did you guys have any thoughts on like, what, what, what weights <laughs> might be? <laughs> when-
1: <laughs> um. So, I mean, I, no, to be honest, not really like the, she, she made it. So it was the, I think it was intentionally left so vague, but it may, left you wanting more. Um, I mean, I'm, my prediction, if I was gonna make a prediction is maybe it's like, it is some kind of like a, a godlike figure If it's maybe can go back and forth between like a spiritual and human form or something, but I don't know. It. Yeah, I'm very it's, excited it's to read like the next the, book.
2: <laughs> it's just constantly present there and you feel it in the book and she did such a good job of making it feel creepy and you want more because we just barely get little mm-hmm. hints of it um so yeah it's she's piqued my interest so I don't I'm curious to know what it is I think I don't think it would be more human maybe it's humanoid of of some type is how I pictured it but I also mm-hmm. pictured more like a shadowy type presence so I don't know I guess
0: we'll see yeah yeah I, I just have no clue so but I'm very intrigued and dying to know <laughs> I know I don't want to wait however long for the second book to come out now. <laughs> it's gonna be a year at least. She's yeah. she's writing it. I've seen her post about it, but <laughs> <laughs> so who knows? That's the thing about when you start a book series. Although I didn't even again, I didn't realize it was going to be a series until she posted on Instagram. Oh, I'm starting Realmbreaker 2. And I was like, Oh, what? <laughs> now i'm in for it shoot i did it again <laughs> like why why can't i just pick up like standalones you know i've never they're learned just, they're
2: just life. not as fun
0: no no <laughs> well i think i think we should go into some spoilers now all right yeah All right. So if you have not read Realm Breaker and you do not want anything to be spoiled, then please, I would suggest stop listening here. Come back, listen to the rest of the episode after you have finished the book. But if you don't care about spoilers, and of course, if you have read the book, then by all means, continue listening. All right. You've been warned. Here we go. (laughs) All right. So I guess I just wanted to like talk about different plot points and things that happen because there's there's a lot. Like this is not a small book. This is not no a small no, book. no, it's not. But, <laughs> there's a to, lot going on. To be honest, it kind of scared me because like <laughs> I got the getting this and I was like, oh my word, that's huge. What are the next ones going to be like? Because, um, her Red Queen series, like each book got progressively longer. Like I kid you not. <laughs> I got the the final book and I was like, holy Moses, what did she do? (laughs) Um, She does not write short, which is fine. I just was like, there's a lot that happens. So sometimes it's hard to like pick out what I want to talk about. But (laughs) So we have Cortel and Taristan who are twins and Cortel gets chosen to be the ruler of old core and Taristan is essentially like tossed aside, like, Mm-hmm. see ya I mean how, how, that's like I i read that and I was like okay so this is what happens in this kingdom we just eeny meeny miny moe and kind of right like, <laughs> like sucks to suck you were born a little too late <laughs> yeah like two seconds you know 30 seconds yeah. later yeah. I don't know
2: <laughs> I mean I think that's what makes him such a compelling. Mm, I wouldn't even call him a gray character at this point. He is technically one of the bad guys in the book. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it's even technically he is. Um, (laughs) And that I feel like that's what makes him compelling to me. Like you, it's hard to hate him because he has a point. Like Mm -hmm. if that happened to me, I too would be really angry and upset because like, he didn't do anything wrong. It was literally by birth. It just, you know, born, like you said, 30 seconds too late. And then to be tossed aside like that with nobody taking care of him. And he even mentions like, you know, like what you learned through everyone else. I learned better through the streets, you know, being an orphan Mm -hmm. and having to pretty much raise myself by myself. So you kind of feel for him. So it's it's hard to dislike him as a character. And I think she did that like really well. And I love villains. I love really well written villains because I feel like that makes for more of a compelling story because you can understand as a reader why they're doing these things. Like not to say that justifies what he's doing, but you can at least Empathize with him a little.
0: Right. And this is something that Victoria Aviar does because she does listen to Red Queen too. Mm. Like her kind of villain uh, is also somebody who you really feel for. And mm-hmm. like I have friends who read it who are like, oh, I like him more than the guy. <laughs> you know, like, right. It's almost like, loki and thor yeah you know, like yep. you wanna you feel for loki so you don't yeah. really think that he's a bad guy and you're like yeah ah, thor whatever you know right <laughs> you want yeah. that
2: redemption arc for them you know like you feel yourself rooting and be like come on redeem yourself so we don't feel guilty like he do
0: <laughs> agreed i will say though terrorist Tan kind of goes a little far yep yep yeah. <laughs> The Celevis just. It is kind of interesting though, because he can't really die. Mm -hmm. So you kind of wonder okay, it's going to take a lot to defeat him then, you know? Right. Um, So we'll see how that goes. So we have that whole battle that takes place in the very beginning in the prologue, which was really long, but it's okay. It's (laughs) not an epic (laughs) prologue
1: though. Like that was so intense for the starting of the book.
0: Oh my gosh. I looked at it and I was like, um how long is the prologue are we sure this isn't (laughs) chapter one (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I I agree with you though Michael like most epic prologue ever
1: right yeah Yeah. you don't expect that many people to die right out of the gates in a book (laughs) like you're introduced to them and then there's just gone yeah
0: (laughs) I mean we get the main characters the bad guy um and then we get this like the portal, the spindle that opens and we get this like crazy undead army that mm-hmm. comes out of it. And that uh, pretty much all the good, almost all the good guys, except for Andre and Dom die. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Okay. So that's where we're starting. Yeah. I was not, so that's where this is
1: going. Okay. Yeah. I was already
2: like picking out like who I wanted to be my favorite. I was like, Oh, I like this character, And also she just murders them all. And I'm like, okay, well, who, who am I supposed to root for? If like half of them just died. Mm
0: -hmm. And then Andre picks up the spindle blade. And so you're like, okay, now he's got, he's like Arthur with the sword from the sword and the stone, you know, like Mm -hmm. he's got the sword. So now what happens? (laughs) Yeah. So it's definitely like a great start. And then I love how, you know, and then she just kind of like jumps into Coraine and, you know, she's with her mom and yeah. on the pirate <laughs> ship. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Oblivious to everything that's going around. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's just concerned about being able to be on the pirate ship with her mom. Her mom yeah. won't let her, um, but I love that. Like her mom is a pirate you know, she's a smuggler. She's a pirate. <laughs> I don't know. I really like pirates and pirate stories. So I was like,
2: yeah, that works really well. Same here. I fell in love with pirates of the Caribbean. So
0: I was like, Oh, pirates. Yes. I'm on one more of that. Uh, you should read fable and namesake. If you haven't already very piratey esque mm-hmm. pirates of the Caribbean ish.
2: I've heard. Uh, Yeah.
0: TBR. I have a growing list. (laughs) Don't we all. (laughs) Here's something else that Victoria Aver does. Like she has her main character who has a secret about them that they don't know. And then they discover (laughs) because she does that in red queen. And now we have that here again with Corian because we find out she didn't even know that her dad was Cortell, Stan's twin. So now it's like, okay, so now she's got the blood in her. And then um, Dom finds her and he's like, yeah, you're the only one who can stop him. So we kind of need you to do this. I mean- I don't know how you guys would feel, but I, if I had some like random immortal dude chase me down, cause he literally chases her like through <laughs> the town. And then he's like, um, yeah, by the way, your father's dead, but he was of this bloodline and now his evil twin is here wreaking havoc. And you're the only person who can save the world. I mean, I'd probably run. I mean, <laughs>
1: I feel like that was in some ways, like that was the theme of the book though, right? Because every time mm-hmm. we're introduced to a new character, they everybody is like, reluctantly agrees. Okay, well, we can yeah, I guess we should probably save the realm, so.
0: But I love, I love how um, she talks about it too because um, Coraine, so Coraine, who comes with her? I'm looking, who's with Dom? Uh, Sarasa, or Sarasa. Sarasa, yeah. So, um, and she says, the father I've never known is dead. A portal is torn to another realm. The ward is in grave danger. And for some reason, these two lunatics think I can do something about it. <laughs> like, yeah, and isn't that how we would all feel right now?
2: I feel like it's so- like me at this age, I would be like, no, I'm not down. But like, you know, when you're a kid, her age, part of you is like, yeah, I'm down. Like, this isn't this is what everyone wants, like a little adventure until you realize what that actually entails. And you're like, you know what, maybe not. Maybe mm-hmm. I signed up for something I didn't think I would sign up for. So let's, let's go back. And I feel like she kind of gets a little bit of that because like she wants to get out and explore the world. She has that yearning because apparently that's part of their bloodline is that constantly seeking mm-hmm. adventure. And then I feel like later she's like, oh, you know, maybe I've been off a little more than I can chew
0: here on this adventuring <laughs> with these pooks <laughs> It's um, kind of like Michael, what you were saying earlier, very like Tolkien-esque, like, you know, poor Bilbo getting dragged along. Yeah. yeah, or Frodo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Either they never work.
2: asked for this, you know. They kind of just was like thrust upon it. It's like, okay, well, now we need
0: you for some reason, and they're like, okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> they have no choice with these <laughs> bandit, the, and you're forced. Like again, it's the same thing. Like with they have this like crazy set of companions along with mm-hmm. them, you know. <laughs> so Valtech is like, no, there has to be seven of us, and they're like, okay. I guess we got to find more people now. (laughs) right?
2: She doesn't explain why, like she never does. She's just like, we need more people. (laughs) She's
0: so kooky though. I just love her. She just doesn't explain. She's like, nope, this is just how it is. So I wanted I do want to talk about speaking of Veltic, um her and like some of the other characters and I, you know some of the like plotline stuff too will come up with the characters but like so we just kind of talked about coraine a little bit and her situation being thrown into this quest for you know to destroy the ring i mean just kidding uh, <laughs> to destroy the spindles which okay i was like because at, at one point, one of them does say, well, how many of these things do you think he's going to open? How many are we going to have to? It's kind of and it's daunting, you know, yeah. like he opened what, like two in the book or three, three. three. He had three. Yeah. And they three. got one close. Yeah. And that when well, was-
1: they kind of I mean it's it's not very clear how many of them are out there either. So like how how many more could he potentially open? Further yeah. on in the books it's, too. It's
2: hinted for as many as the, um, I don't remember who said it was like a children's rhyme, like the different realms that it can open up to. And that's why they know like, oh, this is the ocean realm. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious to know how many more are out there and what's going to come out of
0: the ones that the are potentially and probably will be opened. Yeah, because the ones that were opened, we got this like nasty sea creatures that came out that were attacking mm-hmm. all the pirate ships and that attacked their ship when they were traveling in the sea. And then the, yep. uh, the undead army, of course, <laughs> so, the creepiest part, if you ask me, <laughs> yeah, I was okay. Her. So again, her writing is just really good and it's very descriptive. And so, which is great, but for something like the undead army, you know, I was kind of like trying not to picture it <laughs> as vividly <laughs> as she described yeah. it. I love Andre. What did you guys think of Andre? I just he's my like, marshmallow. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's that there's I love when we have books like this with these like one characters who's like this little like lovable person you just want to like hug, you know, and squish, like you said, like a marshmallow.
2: Yeah. I call him my marshmallow. He's <laughs> like my marshmallow. I love him. And I love that she wrote this. What you would think would be your stereotypical hero character, you know, like he's the squire, he knows how to fight, but he's, he's got this like moral set, but he's also really nice and in tuned with his feelings. And I, I hearted him and I'm afraid she better not murder him. I swear because I, uh, like he's (laughs) one of the ones that like the, the core four that I don't want to die, you know, like Mm -hmm. my little marshmallow of Andrew and that's how I feel about him because I feel like he's,
0: he's too good for this world. <laughs> um, and unfortunately we know that authors he, tend to kill off. Yes, those.
2: exactly. Exactly. You know, like, I, cause he's, he would do anything. He, I feel like he would be the one who self-sacrifices and I'm like, no, Andrew, don't like <laughs> self-preservance here. Don't self-sacrifice. We, we heart our marshmallow. Don't do it. <laughs>
0: Michael, is he your marshmallow, too?
1: <laughs> you know, that's probably not how I would have described him. Um, I, I did like Andrew's character, though. He was, uh, like, like Barbara said, it kind of flips like the normal, like, hero. Like, he has all the skills of a normal, like, the normal, like, knight in these stories. But he also has that emotional side, too. And it was cool to see both. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I I liked Andrew's character.
0: Yeah. I do think
1: he's probably going to get killed just because oh, of yeah. the, uh, yeah.
0: <sighs> I was a... Guy. I was just glad she didn't kill him in book one. I mean, who the heck knows what book two is going to hold? But I wouldn't be surprised if he is the one who gets it because he oh. is the nice guy. So. Yeah,
1: it, it, it would hurt the most. So yeah, that, exactly.
2: Yeah. And I that- saw her her TikTok. I don't know if you follow her TikTok, but she did like this trend that was going around in TikTok, and it was like her laughing, and the little text was like. Um, me thinking about what's going to happen in book two and all my readers worried about it or something like that. And it's like her, like laughing. And I'm like, how dare you? Uh
0: -uh. (laughs) So mean, (laughs) oh man. (laughs) Well, I mean, and I can tell you from reading her books, like people die. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. she's,
2: she's not afraid to kill them. So no,
0: no. Well, we'll see. I'm going to, we're going to hold on and hope that he doesn't, but who knows what book two will hold. I was just glad that at least yeah. we got him for one entire book.
2: <laughs> Nothing right.
0: bad happened.
2: See, I'm hoping that his love for Coraine, because that's, I don't know, is that what you picked up on the romance between yes. him and Coraine? Yes. Yeah. So I'm hoping that'll keep him alive <laughs> or they can magically
0: keep him, like revive him or something like that. I don't know. It's magic, right? We have that. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. I always I, I read um, a different a different series. I'm not gonna say which one, where this type of character was killed in book two at the very end, but there's a lot of magic in it. And I'm very much hoping that somehow he uh, makes a reappearance in book three like magically comes back. And I know I am not the only one because I have seen like, she always has people ask her questions on Instagram and other people have asked about that too. So anyway, yeah. So we'll see. Okay. So Dom, he's so fun. Like he's, he's, (laughs) but he's like our, he's our typical, like, I didn't do enough to protect uh, Cortal. And so he feels really guilty because he couldn't save him. And, but he's our immortal, you know? And he's like, I keep just picturing him as like this huge guy too.
2: (laughs) I don't know. Right. I pictured him like Thor-esque, you know, like (laughs) big and bulky and tall and very Like, his presence, you can just see the presence that he exudes.
1: Thor-esque, 500 years old, and the personality of an angsty teenager at times. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh my (laughs) gosh, so true, so true. Um, But I love the dynamic between him and Sarosa, because they do not get along, and it's hilarious.
2: Yes, (laughs) their banter is probably the best, if you ask me. I love the... Like his little quilts back to her and her quips back to him and how they interact with one another because he's all uh, like they're so different, you know, like he he wants to save the realm and he's very by the books and she's like the complete opposite of his character. And it's fun to watch them clash <laughs>
0: Oh, I agree completely. I love those kinds of relationships in books. Cause it's like, again, I love the banter the, and the snarkiness and they The like, ah,
2: <laughs> the conflict. do you, do you see a sense of maybe enemies to lovers trope here going on? Did you pick that up at all? Or do With you think? Them? You know, yeah. Uh,
0: I didn't, I kind of don't want to. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that I would enjoy that. I enjoy them more as like the enemies. We don't get along bickering brother and sister. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that I would, I would take issue with it if they became lovers. Mm. Did you have thoughts on that? What do you, what do you think? I mean, so I'm a,
2: I love me. So enemies to lovers trope, but you know, it's a trope for a reason. I enjoy that, but I wouldn't. So I guess, I wouldn't be disappointed if that happened, but I also like, if it didn't, I wouldn't, I would, I'm satisfied with the current relationship that they have. And if they end up being more of like the Legolas and Gimli where they ended up kind of being really close friends, I would be okay with that too. So I would take either. I like their relationship.
1: And I'm the same way. I, 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 it could go either way for me. I, I did get a little bit of the potential romance there, but I would be just as happy if they uh, just ended up becoming really close friends that, you know, were the kind of friends that brutally made fun of each other at uh, every turn. So
0: (laughs) agreed. I agree too. I love that. I love, I love her though, because like he hires her to help him to find Coraine and to get them, you know, to a certain point, but then she's like, she, she's like, okay, my job is done and I'm gone and she leaves, but then she just can't help herself, you know? And she comes back and right. she ends up rescuing them. And it's hilarious because she's like, oh, do I have to do everything around here? You know, <laughs> like she's that line when she rescues and I think them. she calls
2: them like stupid at one point or like mm-hmm. an idiot. And she's like, oh, you guys like would be dead without me. Like, there's no way you're surviving without me. So she's like, you obviously need me. And I'm like, this is hilarious. And it's true. Cause like, yes, he is 500 years old. Yes. He is older than everyone. But like Michael said, he does still kind of act like a teenager. Cause in his, is his type of people, you know, uh, he is, he's still really young. He's considered young. So you can definitely see that dynamic where she feels kind of like, I feel like a, a mama duck and she's like, okay, little ducklings. Like you guys are like walking around with your heads chopped off here. And I'm the one who has to babysit, you know, <laughs> which is hilarious. And that's why I love their dynamic. Cause it's just funny
0: to me. Oh, I agree. And I love, we have two really fun relationships with dynamics like this, because there's Sarosa and Dom, and then there's Charlie and Sigil because mm-hmm. <laughs> Charlie is just as like, you know, he forges paperwork for everybody, but he's, he's got a big bounty out on his head. And of course, who is Sarosa Like, think number seven of their group would be good would be sigil who's a bounty hunter who wants to capture charlie <laughs> so then we have that dynamic between the two of them um which is also fun because you don't ever know what's going to happen and then we do have that moment where it seems like she's betrayed them
2: and- oh i think that was the best like my favorite scene in the whole book was that scene right there where you think sigil betrays everybody and like mm. you don't know how they're they're going to get out you know because even like dom and sarasa are like oh we, we don't have weapons how are we going to do this we have to keep crane safe like she's the number one and then they pretty much bust out of the door and she's there like hanging out in a chair, turkey in one hand, her little goblet in the other. And it was like, how I'm disappointed. Like it took you a minute longer than what I was expecting Expecting to bust out. And I was like, this was so well written. I think I read that like twice mm-hmm. just to really soak it in because I loved that scene. Cause she fooled me. I was like, oh, stupid sigil. How dare they trust her and all this stuff. And she was just doing that to get
0: um, intel for them.
2: Mm-hmm which is
0: great. And I, cause I love too, what Sigil says, cause she says, I didn't betray you elder, or at least I didn't betray you for long, you know? So she's, (laughs) she's still kind of playing with them a little bit. It's another one of those moments where you can totally visualize it, you know, like her sitting in there with her legs up and eating that, like, boy, it took you guys long enough to get in here. What the heck, you know? Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was the best jarring visual, like of the, is the book cut from the hard, like pounding through the door, ready for a fight. And then that, it was just, it was great. I loved that scene too.
0: Okay. Now we have our queen of Galand who we haven't talked about yet. Erida. So she's the queen of Galand. She's 19. She needs to get married, but she hasn't picked anybody yet. Right. She keeps putting off all these suitors. She realizes she needs somebody who can like help strengthen her throne because she wants to she's greedy like she she wants to expand and her kingdom and like take over as much of the realm as she can right so what does she do <laughs> she marries taristan <laughs> um yeah we all see problems <laughs> with this i mean come on now right
1: yeah i think that uh well i think that decision is going to come back to bite her eventually but uh but i was definitely not expecting that when going into that scene where uh you think that you know, she's going to be offering them help and they're there to like get her armies. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, I, I'm going to marry the bad guy actually. So we're going <laughs> to, we're just going to keep you.
0: <laughs> and I've, I felt so bad for Andre because he like goes to her for help, you know, cause she's the queen of where the kingdom where he lives in and he goes to her for help. And then, you know, we have that scene later where he's like, she'll help us. It'll be great. And they get there. And then he's like, oh gosh, she just married the bad guy this isn't good. Like he already feels guilty enough for sending his poor mother away. Who is sick. He felt guilty for not doing enough during the big fight in the prologue. And now he poor, Andrew has this thing where he's like the queen will help us. And then, Oh no, guess what? She married the bad guy. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, uh, she brought them to the
2: lion's den. I feel like, and uh, you can definitely feel that, you know, in that scene, like he's, stricken with guilt because he was like, oh, she can help us. Like she 100%, like she's on our side. And then it's like "Mm." rug pulled underneath their feet. Nope. (laughs) She sided with Terriston. I'm, I loved her character. It's definitely the morally gray character, you know, because she's ambitious. That's what she wants. Mm-hmm. She wants to be remembered in the few chapters that we get in her point of view. She, that's pretty much what she says. She wants to be remembered as the queen who did something, the queen who expanded her kingdom. And she thought the best way to do this is to align with Terrace. And I don't think she realizes what she signed up for though. Mm-hmm. I don't think Terrace was fully honest with her. I don't think she realizes that what waits is going to destroy everything in their realm and she's not going to have anything to rule over um so i'm very excited to see where her character arc goes because she i think is the most interesting because she i don't so she's not i don't think she's as bad as Terreston, cuz you know she i mean her ambitions kind of lean towards excessive because she's willing to obviously murder people to get the <laughs> expansion that she wants so that's not great but it's it's just i i love it i love this morally gray character that she made and i want more of that and i can't wait to see how that goes and I'm. michael thinks she's going to die apparently that's his i do mom. that's uh,
1: that's my prediction of erida i i think that so it, for me, I can't come up with a way that she gets out of the story alive at the end of all of this. Uh, I, I think that one of two things are going to happen. Either she will outlive her usefulness to Terriston, and uh, and he'll, he'll kill her um, or she will at some point realize that she has essentially doomed the realm to him and the monsters that he's bringing through these spindles and she'll try to do the right thing and she'll die doing the right thing that's my prediction
0: which is a great character
2: arc if you ask me i would be fine but. with that
0: yeah i agree and i that wouldn't surprise me either if that happens yeah she's she's definitely that type of character where i could see that happening for sure mm-hmm. she what's funny though is that she knows that you know in order to make sure that her in order to really secure the king her spot as the queen with him you know and to be able to expand her kingdom that she has to have an heir and so <laughs> I'm telling you, their wedding night was hilarious, yeah. that scene where he like cuts his arm and spits the blood on the sheets and then she's like "Um, that's too much and he's yeah. like whatever and, and she's like "Um, we kind of we need an heir to the throne, <laughs> at some point we're gonna need to do this and he's just like I am totally not interested like I don't even care at all so I feel like I felt bad for her Because, you know, like you said, Barbara, I think she just did not realize what she got herself into. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. you can see, like, you know, little points where she starts to realize that. And she's like, I'm not sure I really made the best decision here. Right.
2: Well, I mean,
1: and Taraston doesn't need an heir to the throne. He doesn't
2: want he doesn't want an heir to the throne. He is the the throne.
0: He doesn't need help.
2: (laughs)
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Mm hmm.
0: But she, yeah, it's kind of, cra- I don't know. I, it's going to be interesting to see where that goes for sure. And
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I was trying to figure out what, what I thought of this moment where he is like, he brings her to let her watch him open up a spindle. Um, cause it was interesting. Cause it's like, he's like, I want to show you my power, you know, but is, is he, trying to be like, this is what we're in for. Like, I feel like that should have been a really, a big eye opening moment for her too. You know, like, this is what's coming. This is what I've gotten myself into now. Oh, you know, like an aha moment for her.
2: Yeah, that was an interesting scene, especially because I thought that was the point where she was going to realize like, uh-oh, what have I gotten myself into? Because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, it's what waits and, you know. I think, I don't think she's grasped exactly because it's interesting in her um, chapters, she always mentions how there's like this black or is it a red shadow in his eyes that kind Mm -hmm. of distort the color of his eyes. And I really do think that's what waits is like, he's watching what's going on through terreston and she's picking up on that and i don't think she realizes exactly what it is and i don't think she realizes that this what waits from these childhood nightmarish stories that she's heard is real and i i, I was surprised that when she saw that spindle being opened that you know he asked like oh, are you afraid and she's like yes but I think she got a little power hungry, too, because she's like, oh, like, this is how we're going to win the like my kingdom, the whole world's mm-hmm. going to be my grasp. But I don't think she realized that, that she's not going to be the queen of that kingdom. It's what waits. Um. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very,
0: very interesting. That whole dynamic right there. Yeah, I just oh, my gosh, I just love the different relationships that we have in this book. It's just just so much that happens and so many different interesting dynamics. And um, Victoria Aveyard is just so good at just creating these super strong characters and then putting these characters together and these really interesting relationships. And you just don't know what's going to happen. It's part of why I love her reading so much. That's why she is now on my, like, automatic buy list, you know, she comes out with a book, gotta have it. (laughs) I can can see why. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's, it's fantastic. I wanted to just mention too quickly. Okay. So we have who at first kind of seems like she's a like, she is kind of a minor character in a way. So Dom's cousin, Rita, Ria, Ria, Dom's cousin, Ria. She seems like at first I was like, what, what is going on with this? Like, I don't understand why I need to know about her, but, but you know, she, she wants to help Dom because her mother won't, her mother is like the queen. She's the queen. Rhea is the princess. And so, you know, Rhea decides, well, her mom's not, her mom just wants to like, let the spindles be open so they can go back to their homeland. And Rhea's like, uh, no, mom, that would not be good. <laughs> so, you know, Rhea goes to like on a journey to other kingdoms to try and find help. Okay. Um, and she's the one who tells Dom about Corian and is like, Hey, you need to go find this girl.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: she really is like, she's important, but then we also find out that her mother, the queen is the one who chose to separate Cortell and Taristan. Yes. So she's like, super tiny character in the book. And the fact that we only see her in like two chapters, but I have a feeling that she's going to play a bigger role in the next book. I,
1: yeah, I think so too.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, the queen being the one who (laughs) separated the twins, I kind of feel like, you know, terrorist might want to get some revenge on her personally. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I'm interested. She's out for blood. Mm -hmm. yeah i do you think
2: that the you know her chapter ends with that one immortal who's like kind of hinting that he's going to help them so Mm -hmm. i'm curious to know where that's going to lead and if the second book will have this huge battle tolkien-esque twin or two towers type uh battle you know between the immortals and
0: Tarasen's creepy army. <laughs> I sincerely hope that it does. Mm-hmm. I, Same. Me t- I mean, I am all for that. Like Tolkien is one of my favorites. I love those types of things. And again, based on her previous series, Victoria Aveyard is really good at writing battle scenes. So like I am, I am all in for that. And I hope so. Cause I do, I do feel like um, Rhea is more than capable of convincing other, um, you know, other immortals and other people from the other realms to, or from the other kingdoms in the realm to, to help them. And so I feel like she is going to get help and that that will happen. And I am hoping whether it's in book two or if there's a book three, I don't know how many she's writing in this. Um, I, I, I feel like we probably are going to see that at, at some point. And I am really excited. I <laughs> really want yeah. to see that. Yeah. I
2: I definitely do think she'll play a bigger role. I think she was just kind of setting up her trajectory to kind of get this army behind her to help them. So it'll be interesting. Plus also her mom's kind of rude of she was like sabotaging her at every point that she was going to. And I'm like, what is the deal with this lady? Like, does she know something? Like, what is she hiding? You know, like I get that they want to go home and that's so like blase of her to just think that like, oh, we just want to go home. It's like, what about this realm (laughs) that you've lived in for all these years? You're just going to like wave goodbye and say bye. Like, I feel like her and Dom realize that if they don't stop what waits now, what doesn't like, why won't he attack them in their home realm
0: Mm -hmm. later? You know? Yeah. That's a really good point. Plus when you think about it, it's kind of her fault all yeah. that's happening. Yeah. So I mean, like mom, this is all your fault to begin yeah. with. So Step I kind of, Right. Like you kind of need to help fix the problem that you created. I mean, right. you know, <laughs> it's, I agree big... with
1: you too, that I, I think that Terrison going to come for the queen. Like I, and I, I think that for an immortal, it's a very short-sighted view for her to think that she can just go back to her home and,
0: Mm-hmm. Like Barbara
1: said, like, I, I think that what she's forgetting is that if they open up all the realms and we're talking about these two power hungry people. Why wouldn't they want to control all the realms instead of just the one that they currently live in? I, yeah, right. I, I think that.
0: Yeah. Especially a terrorist stand. I mean, you know, he's going to want to control everything, not just mm-hmm. L So, oh yeah, I think it's, She's, she's definitely got something coming to her. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: She, you know, she is that like naive character who thinks she's above all else and who caused the problem and is like, whatever. But that's always the one who gets it the worst in the end. So yep. I'm kind of like really looking forward to seeing what happens there. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, how this is going to so come back to bite her. I know it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's funny reading this because you know I've, I've mentioned um already a couple other times how there's like certain similarities like certain things that uh, victoria Aviard does that she did in red queen that are in this one this is kind of another thing like with the mom she definitely has some mom issue things in a couple places like in red queen series with mom like pushing for this to happen or that or so it's funny to see how like she kind of, Victoria Aver kind of almost has some of the, like the exact same things that she does, but yet this book is so insanely different that it's, it's fantastic. Like I still, I, I don't mind, I guess that's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. I don't mind that it's like some of the same, you know, these like two characters who hate each other who get thrust together and then the mom pushing and like, you know, the same types of tropes. That's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, so, Okay some like, here's a little silly thing that I kind of wanted to mention because I noticed it. And I was like, um, I don't know what's going on with this. And then after this, I think we should talk about a couple of like, I mean, we've already kind of talked about some stuff that we think is going to happen in the next book, but um, I'm trying to find my page here. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed this at all. Michael, I'm really curious if you noticed <laughs> this. Okay. Because I definitely feel like there were a few like male bashing comments in here. (laughs) I don't know if you, so there's one um, where one of the characters, she's thinking to herself, only men can speak all day long and still think themselves silent. (laughs) Like it's a subtle one, but it's there. And then she's got another one. Let me flip in my book to my other page here. There's more than two, but when I was going through, oh, yes. Like, oh, yeah. There's, oh, yeah there's yes. A bunch I can only find. Uh... Oh, here. Well, okay. A woman in love is a woman in weakness, not to mention far from the truth. It won't do for my. Uh, that's not the one I want. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it says she, this is Irida. It won't do for my ladies to think that their queen reduced to a simpering starry eyed girl trailing after the first man to touch her. So she's like, I mean, and, and those are just like mild ones. I mean, I kind of was like, wow. And she's, you know, she's got this like Victoria Averett has this like fantastic. He's her fiance now who she posts about all the time. He's like this, <laughs> he's a like a doctor. He's this total like California dude, surfer dude looking guy. Oh my gosh. It's hilarious. But like, <laughs> And I'm like, why? Wow, there were so many male bashing comments in this book. I mean, did you feel this, Michael? Was this hurtful? <laughs> <So> <laughs>
1: He's not, used i used to it by
0: me, right? Michael?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it was hurtful. I, I thought, um, so I would say 90% of it came from Sarasa, uh, and mm. I thought that the way the way that she did it was funny and it was clever. So I I appreciated the, you know, the, the jabs when there's some cleverness behind that, as opposed to just outright jabs. Yeah. Um, and then Erida's comments were more, at least to me, it was like, she was kind of like the, uh, you know, she ain't need no man, kind of like an independent uh-huh. woman personality. Um, and so I, I got that too, but yeah, that was really hurtful. I thought the Sarasa jabs were pretty funny. I actually, I actually highlighted one of them. Um, actually, that wasn't even Sarasa. It was Coraine, but there was one at the beginning of the book that I highlighted that it was a, a thought in her head when she walking on the dock. And she says the officer was almost three times her age, nearing 50 years old and spectacularly ugly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would be stopping to laugh. I was like, that's such a random thing to observe, but I mean, it's accurate to what people have thoughts. And I suppose we have day to day. So
0: well, and think about it too, like from her perspective, she's a teenage girl who right. sees like a 50. So, you know, to her, a 50 it's true. man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's- We you know, have those thoughts. <laughs> right, exactly.
1: I think it was just the spectacularly I... ugly, not ugly, yes. not really ugly, spectacularly
0: <laughs> ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I loved that. That is a great way to describe him. I love it too. <laughs> all right, let's see. So we've already talked about some of the things that, like what our theories might be for a book 2. Um okay. So we've had like creepy undead things come out. We've had like weird sea creatures. Any other thoughts on what might come out of spindles
2: so I've got a question for you the third yeah. one where all those jewels spilled out what else came out because I feel like she said it but I didn't understand it and I asked Michael and he also didn't pick up on that and I was like what because like even was like okay cool jewels like I'm a rich kingdom we don't need this money and he's like oh wait there's more what was more what did I miss that did you pick up on
0: that Um, no, (laughs) I kind of didn't get it either. Okay. So yeah. You're not alone in that. (laughs) Maybe she just hinted at
2: it and we didn't really get to know until the second book. What else that
0: he's bringing out in that creepy area of just diamonds? Yeah. I don't know because it's yeah, definitely. Um, the jewels could not have been the point of that Mm -hmm. because they don't need them that's not right. at all what he's after she doesn't need him
2: yeah she even makes all. a point she just kind of scoffed at her she's like oh okay that's it you know and then he's like oh there's more and i'm like I th- I- and
1: <laughs> so i thought it might be I, I think it it might be the jewels but it's not it's like it's not just jewels like they're they're jewels that like from a different realm maybe have some kind of like mystic power a lot like the, the infinity stones from marvel uh, i mean it, mm, it could yes. be something like that where it's something related to either like magic or power or something else. I I think there'll be more to that. We'll find out about later, but that was, that was the hint that I got. The only Mm -hmm. one that
0: I got from that. Yeah. That makes, that makes sense. I could see that too. Like some kind of powerful magical gems.
2: Mind controlling gems, whoever they give it to just falls on their knees and praises them and goes, yes, we're on your side. So she is trying (laughs) to take over everything, you know? Yes. Could be.
0: Very true. (laughs) Hmm. We shall see. I'm just kind of wondering like what other creatures if there's other creatures that are going to be coming out. Uh, Yeah. I mean it's a
2: fantasy book so you know there's going to be more creepy. Like we got zombies. We got sea monsters and krakens. Like what other creepy things can we you know come out and hurt our little heroes
0: on their (laughs) adventuring. I mean You know, because we have all kinds of. I'm looking at the map. (laughs) There's all kinds of like land too in this realm, because there's like desert. Mm -hmm. You know, so I mean, could we end up with some kind of like sand creatures? Yeah, Um, no, you know, like dragons, woodland forest creatures. Yeah, dragons. Mm -hmm. She could lean.
1: uh, She could lean harder into Tolkien and have orcs come out of uh, one of them.
0: Mm -hmm. Ooh, that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't we love that? She's got some weird, like fish—it's fish-looking creatures on this. Map. Yeah, and then a mermaid, you know. Oh, that, oh. Well, although well. the mermaid is wielding a sword, which I find interesting. Hmm. Perhaps we'll that get is the mermaids. Maybe we'll get yeah. the mermaids next book. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: Bit, right, uh, Atlanteans.
0: See. Ooh, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh yeah we covered already everything else that I, that I wanted to talk about for theories for book two so um any other kind of final thoughts anything you we didn't talk about you guys wanted to bring up I I wanted to ask did you
2: pick up on the fact that Crane thought her mom died until yes. the last chapter mm-hmm Okay, so in that chapter where they're talking about it, like I told Michael, like that's Mm -hmm. why she was really upset and that's why she was crying was because she was like, my mom's dead. And I don't, I kind of want to say that I don't think her mom's dead. I think her mom might have survived that. And I think there's more to the mom's story, at least I hope so, because I really liked her character and I would like to see more of their relationship. So that's- I, I'm, I'm wishing her mom didn't die uh, during the whole pirate ship being attacked.
0: Yes, I agree. And she definitely did say that, you know, like like when my mom's pirate ship got attacked and they all died. Mm-hmm. Like she definitely thinks that her mom is dead. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you that I think her mom is going to come back because it was like we didn't see it happen. We just mm-hmm. heard right? about it. That's what it. I said. Mm-hmm. Yep. We didn't,
1: we didn't see a body. Mm-hmm. There was, yeah. So I, I think that she's not dead.
0: I agree. If there's no body and we didn't actually have, we, Victoria did not give us that specific scene. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, I think she's alive. So, do you yeah. think her
2: mom knows more about what's happening? Like, do you think she's aware of everything? Cause I feel like she, there's a reason why she mm-hmm. didn't want her daughter to come with her. And I'm curious to know, what she knows and what her dad, if he told her anything.
0: um, I think, I think she does. I bet she does. I'm, I mean, she's her mother. She was Mm -hmm. with Cortell. She's got to know that. (laughs) I mean, you tell people things when you're with them, right? right? So (laughs) he knows he's got a twin and that this is what happened. So, I mean, yeah, I think that she definitely knows more than she's letting on. She seemed like a very mysterious mm-hmm. type of character. Yeah,
1: I just I feel like we got so like I feel like Victoria Eviard gave us too much about the mom. I got too much backstory, too much mystery, mm-hmm. too much like we want more for her to just be like, uh, OK, one paragraph, she maybe died. Like, I I think right. that there's there's more, but there's more there. I'm with you, Barbara.
2: yeah Yeah. that would be my only thing yeah and then now i'm curious to know like what's next for them like they got one spindle down are they going to the other two or are they going after taristan like i'm very curious to know where we're going next because she doesn't really drop any hints for that it kind of just ends you know and you're like what the heck like what you can't just like I don't, I need more. I want more <laughs> right now.
0: <laughs> it was it was yeah. It was kind of a funny ending because we have Corinne's chapter where she's like, "Okay, one spindle down. Here we go." And yeah. then we have Erida's um, chapter, which is I think is the last chapter, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she's still focused on like, "Hey, we need to have an heir. I need an heir to secure my position." And then, you know, and then it's like she and then she says, you know, she wants to find. Um, coraine and everyone, and they want to kill them. And so it's like right. okay, well, <laughs> there's a lot more coming. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, they, I cope. mean I think
1: literally the last line of the book, Erida takes like if Barbara's saying like Erida's on like gray character highway, she took mm-hmm. a hard right turn on the exit towards <laughs> yeah. bad guy. When you know <laughs> that said, last I'll line is literally you. he says, I'll, I'll, k- I'll kill her. He hissed, I'll help you. She answered. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. She's got that. She's got that. She's ready. She's ready to do it. So I don't know. Book two is definitely going to be interesting. I definitely do feel like this is a... (laughs) total like lord of the rings type trilogy we're going into here with this huge quest because you know i could totally see them like in book two just going like spindle to spindle to spindle and chasing taristan and erida the whole book you know Mm -hmm. and then maybe if there's a third book which i'm guessing there will be um i don't see this being over in a duology (laughs) no i (laughs) I
2: think i think she mentioned it was three right michael i think she's already said that there's three so there
1: are three so there are three books on goodreads under this trilogy so i my assumption is that she said something about there being a trilogy
0: Mm -hmm. okay all right good so yeah i mean so that would be my guess would be like book two is kind of like we're gonna go spindle to spindle see how many we can close kind of maybe beyond terristan and erida's heels and then we'll have um dom's cousin i hopefully you know, mm-hmm. come into play more. and We'll see more of what she's doing. Um, Cause she really only had a couple chapters on this book. Mm-hmm. So kind of, you know, to set the stage. So I'm thinking we'll get more of her too and what she's trying to do. So we'll see. And then, you know, and then probably yeah. book three will be like, it all comes together. And we have our big, huge, epic battle scenes where, um, you know, what's her face kills the bad guy and is like, I am no man. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Aowen. there it is. I was like, yeah. I really should know her name because that's actually like my favorite movie, <laughs> one of my favorites <laughs> and favorite moments when she kills mm. him. I'm like she's the one who takes out the bad guy. <laughs> so, but we'll see. We'll see uh, who dies and what else happens. lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, don't be surprised too if she ends up writing more in this series like novellas. Oh, really Be, yeah because red queen she's got one two three it's four in the main because i yeah, have all four four mm-hmm. in the main and then she's got novellas too to go with mm. it there's two different ones well there's like a book with two novellas in it and then there's a bigger book that has a whole bunch of short stories in it that takes place like after the ending of the series so it's a whole thing. Oh that's she, cool. Yeah. So who knows, we'll see if she does that with this series too but All right. Well, I think we have we've hashed out quite a bit of this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Why don't you guys tell everybody um where they can follow you on Instagram, uh follow your podcast, all the good stuff.
1: Sure. Yeah. So, um, you can find our podcast uh, anywhere where you listen to podcasts, Apple podcasts, Spotify, the whole nine. Um, and then as far as social media, uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram in both places. Our handle is at badass lit
0: Great. And I will put show, I will put links to that in the show notes for today. So everybody can check that out and be sure to go and check out, um, their podcast because it's really fun too. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, you guys, for being here. This was great. I absolutely love chatting about this with you guys. And I, I also love that you're big Tolkien fans and we could weave all that in. So you know, oh um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: it, it was a blast. Thank you so much yes, for having
0: us. Yes. Thank of you. Course. And I expect
2: for the second book we have to Listen to our recording of this, see how wrong we were, yes. and then go from there if you don't mind. Because I was
0: I've always wanted to do that. So yes, I think that is a fantastic idea. <laughs> I should start, I should start doing that with more of my books. That's a really good idea. Oh man. All right. That sounds good. That's a plan. All well, right. thanks guys so much for being here. And thank you to everybody for listening. And we will chat again soon. Today's episode featured the book Realm Breaker by Victoria Aveyard. Be sure to follow YA Book Chat on Instagram, and don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast, so you get your episodes as soon as they are available. And have you checked out the YA Book Chat Patreon? There are lots of perks for Patreon members. You'll get a free digital download bookmark every month. There are bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes information, even recipes inspired by my favorite YA books. So be sure to check it out at the link in the show notes for today why a book chat was created is hosted and edited by me leah stuhler